aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. If you've never ridden on the story train before, here are a few important things to remember as we roll on down the tracks. I'll blow the train whistle twice right before we leave. Make sure you're in your comfy seat. The story train is a magical train, and when we leave, we'll go through the rainbow tunnel. The rainbow tunnel can take us anywhere. We won't know where we're going until we get there. It's a surprise. The story train has a mind of its own. It goes where it wants to, and sometimes we can even ask story train questions. One whistle for guess, two whistles for no. Let's ask Story Train a question. Are we going to see a castle today? One whistle means yes. I wonder what sort of castle we'll see and where it will be. Here we go. Where will the Story Train lead us this time? We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. Here comes the end of the tunnel. This is very exciting. We've arrived, and I know just where we are. We're in England, rolling along the tracks past a big green field. And way off in the distance, I see the castle. It has tall spires and flags waving in the wind. It has a big castle door and lots of windows, and it's all made out of stone. And inside this castle, there lives a person we are about to meet. This story is called The Prince and the Hummingbird. Once upon a time, there was a very fine prince who lived in a very fine castle. The king loved the prince, but he worried because this particular prince liked to climb on top of everything. The little prince would climb out of bed, then climb up the side of the dresser. He would climb up the stone walls and climb up the kitchen counters. The little prince couldn't help himself he loved to climb. And there was one other thing the prince loved. He loved birds. This is very nice to hear because my name is Birdie. I love birds too. I think the prince loved birds so much because they could go anywhere. They didn't even need to climb. They could go higher and higher and higher without anything to stop them. One day, a tiny hummingbird flew into the prince's bedroom. It flittered this way and that, looking all around. It looked at the bed and the dresser and the prince. The prince was very excited to have a hummingbird in his room, and he laughed and chased the hummingbird, pretending he could fly. The hummingbird flew back and forth. It couldn't quite remember how it had gotten into the room. Back and forth it flew, and then it bumped into the bedpost with its tiny, papery wing and tumbled onto the bed. 
a hummingbird has landed on my bed," said the prince. The hummingbird tried to fly away, but its wing was injured. This particular hummingbird was very unusual. It had one green wing and one purple wing. It stared up at the prince and wondered what would happen. "You've injured your wing," said the prince. "I'm very sorry that happened, and I'm sorry I chased you all around the room. I'll take care of you." And so it was that a prince and a hummingbird became very good friends. The prince brought honey for the hummingbird to eat and water for the hummingbird to drink. And the hummingbird let the prince touch her delicate wing. The hummingbird watched as the prince climbed on top of everything in his room, and the prince was happy to have an audience. Your purple wing is getting better. The prince said, "After a few days, soon you'll be able to fly again." The hummingbird watched as the prince found new things to climb on top of—piles of books and chests full of toys, and the drawing table. She worried that maybe one day the prince might try to climb too high, and she vowed to watch after the prince and make sure he was safe. The day came when the purple wing was healed. And the hummingbird flapped its wings very fast and flew up into the air. Your wing is all better, the prince said. I'm very happy for you. The hummingbird flew in circles around the prince and then stopped right in front of the prince's face and hovered there. The two stared at each other for a long time, and then the hummingbird darted away. Out the window and into the open sky above. I will miss the hummingbird, the prince said, but I'm very happy it can fly again. Many days and weeks passed, and the prince didn't see the hummingbird again. He climbed and climbed and climbed, and then he did something he should not have done. The prince climbed right. Out the window. The castle was built of big square stones with little gaps where small hands would fit. And so the prince climbed the stones up past his bedroom, past the dining room above that, and all the way up the outside of the castle. Soon he found himself so high up in the air he wasn't sure if he could get down. The king came into the prince's room and wondered where the prince had gone. He called and called, but the prince was too far away to hear. The king sent out all of his servants out into the field and the forest, searching for the prince, but the prince was nowhere to be found. As night began to fall, the king was afraid. Where had the prince gone? He sat on the prince's bed and wondered what he should do. And just then, the hummingbird flew through the window. It flew circles around the king. It wanted the king to follow, and so the king did. Out the window, the hummingbird went, and then the hummingbird looked up. And so did the king. 
far, far away, at the very top of the highest peak of the castle, the prince was stuck. Don't you move, the king yelled. I'm coming to get you. The king ran through the castle, up the many flights of stone stairs, up the highest window. And while the king did this, the hummingbird flew up and landed on the prince's shoulder. You have a green wing and a purple wing, said the prince. It's nice you came to see me. Also, I'm stuck. The hummingbird made a little chirping sound, and then the king arrived nearby. He put out his big hand and rescued the prince from the wall of the castle. I might have climbed too high, the prince said. I think you're right, the king agreed, but this little hummingbird showed me where you were. It's a very nice bird, the prince said. And from that day forward, the flags that flew on the castle walls had a hummingbird on them, and the prince learned to never climb too high. The prince and the hummingbird have remained friends and the hummingbird still looks after the prince to this day. She still flies into his room sometimes while the prince is sleeping, just to make sure he's doing okay. Isn't it nice to have friends who care about us? Especially when we climb too high. The story train is rolling past the castle and into the rainbow tunnel. It's back to Pflugerville for us. But if you want to hear more stories, just search for Go Kid Go and you'll find all sorts of things to explore. Come back again. I'll be waiting on the story train. The Treasure Hunters All aboard the story train, find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. I'm Birdie, the keeper of the story train. I wear a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front, and my favorite overalls. <coughs> Two whistles, and you know what that means. We're headed for the rainbow tunnel that will take us far, far away. I wonder where the story train will lead us this time. Here comes the end of the tunnel. Oh, wow! We've traveled very far to a place called India. People live in all sorts of places in India. Palaces, Huts, apartments, and bungalows. I have a story today about two sisters who live in a farmhouse on a small piece of land where mango trees grow. This story is called The Treasure Hunters. Ella and Esta were having one of those days where they weren't really getting along. Ella wanted to ride bikes but Esther wanted to do cartwheels. Ella wanted to play dress up, 
but Asta wanted to put on a play. It seemed like they would never settle on something they both wanted to do. Their papa listened to the girls for quite some time, and then he called them over and asked them both to stay very quiet. He had something to tell them. When I was a boy, my brother and I often had trouble finding things we both liked to do, Papa said. So my Papa, your Grandpapa, sent us on a treasure hunt. It was a dangerous adventure full of excitement. I wish we could go on a treasure hunt, Ella said. Me too, said Esta. Well, you're in luck, Papa said. You see, we found the treasure, and you can find it too. We can, said Ella. But how will we know where to look? Papa smiled. The hunt for a treasure always begins at the Green Dragon. Ella and Asta's eyes went wide because they knew all about the Green Dragon. It was carved from wood and sat on a shelf in their home. The girls ran away as fast as they could. Finally, they had found something they wanted to do together. They would be treasure hunters. Ella got to the green dragon first, but she waited for Esta because Papa had said it would be a dangerous journey. It would be safer together. Esta picked up the green dragon and hidden where it had been, there was a piece of paper. It's a clue, Ella said. What does it say? Esta asked. Ella picked up the paper and read it out loud. The paper says, The treasure you seek is not here. You must find the red house. This was very confusing for Ella and Esta, so they sat down and thought and thought about a red house. There are many red houses in India, Esta said. We'll never find the treasure. A dog barked outside, and suddenly Ella had an idea. The dog house is red. Maybe the treasure is in there. They ran together out the door and into the sunshine. The sky was blue overhead, and the mango trees were filled with fruit. And there, on the porch, sat the red house. I think you might be right, said Esta. They crept up to the red dog house very carefully and slowly because it was a dangerous treasure hunt. They looked all around the red dog house. Then they crawled inside together. It was a small space, and it made them laugh as they sat elbow to elbow. There's another clue, Esta said, and sure enough, stuck to the wall inside the red dog house, there was another clue. Ella read the words. This clue says, the treasure you seek is not here. What you need is a rake to make the treasure appear. Esta and Ella tried to leave the red dog house at the same time, but the opening was too small. They laughed and laughed as they tried to get out, and finally they did. They knew where the rake was kept, in the shed, 
and they ran as fast as they could under the shade of the mango trees. Here's the rake, Esta said. She picked it up. And here's another clue, Ella said. Right there on the wall of the shed was another piece of paper. This one said, The treasure you seek is not here. But now you have the rake, and the rake will reveal the treasure. Ella and Asta were very excited because they knew exactly where to go. There was only one thing big enough to hide a treasure chest on the farm where a rake would help them. The mango leaf pile, said Ella as they ran. Yes, the mango leaf pile, said Asta. They ran and ran until they came to a giant pile of leaves. This was where all the mango leaves had fallen off the trees were piled up. It was a very big pile. Esther began to rake the leaves in the pile, moving them aside. After a while, she grew tired. I'm tired, she said. Can you rake for a while? Sure I can said Ella, and she began to rake. This really has been a dangerous treasure hunt, said Esta. We had to fight a green dragon and climb into a tiny red house, said Ella, and run all the way to the shed without the treasure spies seeing us, said Esta. And now we're digging and digging through the dangerous mango leaves, said Ella. The rake clinged against something hidden in the leaves. I think we found the treasure, said Asta. Indeed they had. Under the mango leaves, there was a box painted blue and green and yellow. It was a real treasure. Let's sit down and open it together, Asta said. Good idea, said Ella. And so they sat, shoulder to shoulder, as close together as they could get. They unlatched the treasure together and lifted the lid. And do you know what they found inside? A mirror. They looked inside the treasure, and what did they see? They saw each other. I think the treasure for me is you, said Ella. And the treasure for me is you, said Esta. I like this treasure, said Ella. Me too, said Esta. They ran away carrying the treasure so they could show it to their papa. And they were very happy to have each other. Sometimes a treasure isn't diamonds and gold, it's a person. And maybe that's the best kind of treasure of all. The story train is rolling past the mango farm and into the rainbow tunnel. It's back to Pflugerville for us. But if you want to hear more stories, just search for Go Kid Go and you'll find all sorts of things to explore. Come back again. I'll be waiting on the story train.
A rainy day for Llama and Bunny. All aboard the story train, find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We are going someplace new. I'm Bertie, the keeper of the story train. I wear a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. Two whistles? We're headed for the rainbow tunnel that will take us far, far away. I wonder where the story train will lead us this time. Here comes the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. We've arrived in Ireland and the story train is rolling past a long green field of grass. We sure did go far, far away from Flukerville this time. And do you hear that sound? It's the pitter-patter of raindrops. I like rain. Do you like rain? I have a story today about two friends. One of them very much enjoys a rainy day, and the other one does not. This story is called A Rainy Day for Llama and Bunny. Llama and Bunny were best friends who lived in a very big valley filled with green grass and tall trees and many flowers. They liked to chase each other all around the valley and play make-believe games. But there was one thing they could not agree on, and that was rain. Did you feel that? Bunny asked. Bunny was staring up into the sky, and he had felt something land on his brown and white coat. I didn't feel anything, said Llama. What do you think it was? I think it was a raindrop, said Bunny. And I do not like rain. It makes my coat all soggy. Oh, I felt it too, said Llama as a raindrop landed on her nose. It is starting to rain, and you know how much I like rain. Bunny hopped and hopped until he was under a very big tree where the rain couldn't find him. I'm going to stay right here until the rain stops, said Bunny. And I'm going to stay out in the rain and play, said Llama. The rain came down harder and soon there were puddles all around Llama. She jumped into each puddle and made big splashes. Puddles are very fun to jump in, said Llama. Come on, Bunny. You don't want to sit under that boring tree. You want to jump in puddles. I don't like feeling soggy, said Bunny. I'm happier under the tree. Llama ran all around the valley, feeling the raindrops on her face and opening her mouth so raindrops could land on her tongue. The rain started coming down even harder. You should come under the tree, Llama. It's dry under the tree, said Bunny. But Llama was having too much fun jumping in the puddles. And then 
Off in the distance, there was a flash of lightning. Mama stopped prancing around and stared into the sky. I do like rain, Llama said, but I don't like lightning. Llama ran under the tree where Bunny was sitting. It was safe under the tree. It's okay, Llama, said Bunny. We're safe under the big tree, and we can play games until the rain stops. What games can we play under a tree? Llama asked. Let's see if we can find three sticks, then three rocks, said Bunny. They searched all around and found the things they were looking for. Then Bunny had another idea. Let's pretend we're on a ship sailing on the sea on a sunny day, said Bunny. They sailed on the ship and practiced their numbers and their ABCs. It took a while to sail across the sea, and it kept Llama's mind off the lightning she had seen. Guess what? asked Bunny. What? answered Llama. The rain has stopped, and so has the lightning. Llama was so distracted with the games, she didn't realize the storm had passed. And look! The sun is coming out and drying the green valley, said Llama. I think I'd like to go out on the green grass and play now that it stopped raining, said Bunny. Thank you for playing games with me under the tree when I was afraid, said Llama. And thank you for understanding when I didn't want to get all soggy and wet, said Bunny. Llama and Bunny ran and hopped out into the green valley as the sun warmed the flowers and the grass and the trees. They chased each other around. They nibbled at the grass. They laughed and played. I'm like Llama. I like the rain. Are you like Llama? Or maybe you're like Bunny and you don't like getting all wet on a rainy day. It's okay. The rain always stops eventually, and there are always inside games to play. The story train is rolling past the green valley where Llama and Bunny like to play and into the rainbow tunnel. We're leaving Ireland for now. It's back to Pflugerville for us. But if you want to hear more stories, just search for Go Kid Go and you'll find all sorts of things to explore. Come back again. The story train is always on its way to somewhere far, far away.